dives in for the touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, sir, he did. Touchdown to Point Lions. You're listening to The One Podcast. Hello and welcome to The One Podcast. I'm Tori Petri alongside Lomas Brown for this 26th episode of The One Podcast. I believe week 11 edition talking a little bit about the Lions versus the Bears last week and a little bit about the Lions versus the Panthers coming up this week. But before we get into all the football talk, I got to give Lomas a shout out. Hey. Because he brought donuts <laughs> oh. to the road trip uh, for the staff heading to Chicago and they were amazing. Weren't they awesome? Hinkley's, shout out to Hinkley's Bakery in Jackson, Michigan. Best donuts in the donuts in the state of Michigan. And I tell you what, I'll travel them to any other state and put them <laughs> up against any other donuts. Unbelievable, yeah. They, they were great donuts. And donuts are one of my passions in life. There it is. I believe I've talked about this on the podcast before. If not this season, then last season I talked about it. I love donuts, and Lomas brought so many, and I was checking all the boxes because I couldn't decide which kind of donut I wanted. There were so many options, and it was the best start to that Chicago trip for me. So thank you, Lomas. Uh, you're so welcome. Hey, anything I could do to help the cause. <laughs> and you brought cheesecake the week before? Yeah, man. You know, I'm, uh, I got a sweet tooth, so the big fella, I'm bringing sweets. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know what they say, kindness right there. Getting, kill them with kindness. That's what I try to do, Katori. <laughs> Yes. Uh, well, the Lions are g- not going to be on the road for a while now. They've got three straight home games, including Thanksgiving. But give me a little preview here. What are we getting for that uh, next road trip? Well, next road trip, we're going to see if we change it up. I might have to go all the way sweets. I know chocolates are favorite of everyone. Okay, so okay. So we might have to look into that category there. Okay. You know? It will be discussed on the podcast there once it happens. <laughs> and Lomas also just gave me some bison meat to there try. There you go. Hey, look, there it is. <laughs> That's the epic bar. And like I say, it's bison meat, and it's got fruit in it. It's awesome. A great snack I'm to intrigued. have. Yeah, I'm so, very intrigued. You know, I tell Tori I have my snack bag just in case I get stranded somewhere, <laughs> and everybody should have a snack bag that they carry around with them. So you got to have different varieties of snacks, including fresh fruits that I have in there, too. You never know, Tori. You just never know. Well, Mr. is so prepared. He sat down to record the podcast and pulls just bags of snacks yeah. out of his backpack. <laughs> Apples and bars and bison meat, yes. apparently. It's just everything. Yes. I, like the Boy Scouts. Well, Boy <laughs> Scouts always prepared. <laughs> I like it. You also got your uh, scarf on you today. Which, I do. If anybody watched the post-game show from Chicago, you saw that Lomas and I had a little coordination going on there, didn't we? Twins. Hey, we were the <laughs> twins. We are the new version of twins. And, <laughs> hey, look, we're in Michigan. We know it gets frigid here, Tori, and it drops fast. So I better, I'd rather be prepared, over-prepared than under-prepared. Huh? You are so prepared it today. You, you've got the gray plaid version of our scarf, yes. and I have the tan one. Yeah. And we both showed up to the post-game show uh, looking like that Spider-Man meme yeah. where Spider-Man <laughs> is just pointing at himself because we're both wearing the same scarf pretty much. Yeah. But uh, I still got to say I'm still waiting for a box to stand on. Uh, during the post game interviews or post game show at because that too. Yes. <laughs> it's a large disparity. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, there's quite a difference in our yes. heights, and I'm <laughs> always looking up at you like I look like I'm looking up the side of a, yeah. a, a skyscraper or something. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hook that up though, Tori. <laughs> we're working on that. We'll get Ben and some other. We'll get that worked on. I need a box your, for yes, sure. A travel box too. Oh yeah, it has a travel. Right, right? it does. Yeah, it does. Go. So we need something that's compact. 
there but you go. that I can stand on so that it's not just so jarring when you right. look at the video and like <laughs> I'm further I'm I'm shorter than your shoulders like I don't even come up to your shoulders right it does look kind of <laughs> could you imagine Boban you know who that is a Boban yeah the, the man I took a picture with him Tori and I was almost at his hip get out of here I'm telling you man this dude is so tall maybe I'm over exaggerating a little oh, bit maybe but maybe rib cage high rib cage <laughs> this is man that's one of the tallest human beings I have ever been around how ever. tall are you I'm only six five, <clears throat> six only four and six a half. Only six five. Yeah, but you see, I got my half in there. You got to have the half. See, six four. I'm five six. Okay, that's I'll, average. Yeah, I round round up to five six. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll say we'll call it five six. Okay, that, so yeah. there's almost a foot difference between us. It is. That's so we're gonna get you a box. Yeah, I need a box, a tall box. Okay, we got you. We're gonna take care of that. (laughs) What did you do in Chicago? Well, I went to this nice steakhouse called Forty Eight Steak, and it was good. Yeah, so it was created in the Forty Eight State, and that's why they named it that. Jared told me that. So, (laughs) but it was good. Yeah, I ate good. Of course, it was off the Lions. Thank you, Detroit Lions. It was a great meal, but it was good. I just did that and relaxed and. Got prepared for a great game, Tori. I just went and got my notes together. Was getting ready for a great game the next day, you know. Yeah, it didn't quite turn out to be such a great game yeah. in terms of uh, yeah. the Lions side of things. It was it was a tough one for sure. But yes. I figured since we did our road chronicles last week, we kind of oh, recapped yes. what we did in Minnesota. We'd uh, give people an inside look into what we do on the road. I might have to start <laughs> sprucing it up too a yeah, little bit for the people. Yeah, you got to give us give yeah, us some stories. Gotta, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to spruce it up a little bit for the people. Here's my Chicago story is that I took an Uber to where I was supposed to meet up with friends for dinner. I had a couple friends in Chicago, a few of us uh, from the lines went to meet up with some friends. Uh, they told me the restaurant, I take the Uber there. I go in, I'm like, "Hey, I'm here a little early reservation for blah blah blah." They're like, "No, there's no reservation here for that." Well, there's different locations of that restaurant (laughs) and i'd gone to the wrong one okay (laughs) done that so i was early for dinner but then i ended up (laughs) showing up late because then i had to get in another uber and uh make my way to uh the next location now the important thing how was the meal it was delicious delicious meal there you go the meal was great company was great it just, there was a few, uh, I had to face a little adversity getting there. Uh-oh, that's all right. It was worth <laughs> it, though, right? It was worth that adversity because you said you had a wonderful meal and uh, great conversation. It was. Well, speaking of adversity, the Lions faced Ooh, some. Nice, like that transition? Nice, you like that? Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of adversity, the Lions faced some uh, against Chicago on Sunday. It was uh, not a pretty game for them. It really felt like it got out of hand. Uh, what what do you take away from this game? I mean, it's been three in a row that the Lions have dropped now, and this one more so than the the two before it. They, it just really got out of hand. I what mean, did you take away? If you look at it, Tor, they digressed. I mean, if you be honest with it, with everything, they they they're going backwards right now. I mean. The way Chicago dominated that game, you know, especially early in the game when we know that Detroit Lions need to have an early start. They need to get off to a good start and to fall behind 26-0. to zero, Yeah. that's It was just inexcusable. And, and to me, you know, again, it seemed like we're going backwards. It seemed like everything that the team has been working on this year is not – nothing's showing out on the field. 
So, you know, right now, things ha- are in crisis right now, to be honest with you. And you're looking at, you know, these games coming up fast now, you know, because of the holidays. So it's a lot of things not looking bright for the Lions right now. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that stuck out to me is that we did see losses the last couple of weeks and we saw recurring issues, but this one in terms of how it got out of hand really uh, in the second half of the game felt a lot like that Jets game to open the season to me. Did, yeah. did you get that feel? I did, but even worse, even worse why because the, the reason why I say that is because the Jets game was the first game of the season. Mm. So a lot of times you could say nerves, you could throw up the game plan, you know, a lot of things you didn't see or they came out with things you didn't anticipate you know, and they and then they had Sam Darnold, a guy that you only had college film on. So yeah, okay, you could see some of the things that transpired in that game. But Tory, the what, the eighth game, ninth game, whatever game that is of the season, for them to look worse than they did in the first game of the season, that's just and again, you you didn't go up against an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady or a Russell Wilson. You went up against Mitchell Trubisky and that's what that bothers me, too, how they made him look and how comfortable he was back there. Well, they did the same thing against a rookie quarterback in Sam Darnold in that first game of the season. Uh, but, you know, it, I see what you're saying in terms of how this one felt being this far into the season, especially when uh, they've said this is really when they want to start playing their best football, and this is not their best football. We've seen them play better than this earlier on in the season, and so you expect a little bit more from them at this point. So it is a little bit jarring to see a performance like that uh, up against, uh, you know, a divisional opponent, a team that you really need to beat, that you're going to face again in 11 days after that. Uh, So it makes things really tough moving forward. But you know, it's 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 tough to really know what you should take away from this one because you look at the Panthers, the Lions' next opponent. You look at their game against the Steelers. Uh, that's one that they want to throw away themselves. Right. And that that uh, Jets game was the one Lions said they were going to throw away. That that wasn't who they were. It wasn't how they were playing. But now we've seen these uh, three games in a row of just really tough performances. So it's hard to say. Okay, where are the Lions at, and what should we expect from them? Yeah, and and the Tory. Another thing that's kind of l- looking at the Lions to me is, and if I look on the defensive side of the ball, so okay, disappointed with the way the offense is played because we thought that would be one of the strengths coming right. into the season. The offense, well, if the defense can't do this, we know we're gonna put up points as an offense, and hopefully the defense will hold up their end. Now, with the defense. I mean, with some of the routes that came open against the Bears, I'm, I don't know whether these guys really know what they're doing because it seemed like some of those – because of those, some of those receiving routes were so wide open, to me that had to be a bust. It, physically, a guy's not going to beat you that bad unless you fall down. And so, to me, guys were out of position. So, mm. to me, mentally, guys didn't know where to be at. And, again, that's another thing that has to be disturbing this late in the season to see because I, I know a lot of those had to be. And I, I'm not in the film room, but I guarantee you maybe three, at least three of those passes i seen thrown, the guys had to be misaligned or um, ran the wrong assignment because you don't get receivers running that wide open unless a guy falls down or doesn't know know what he's doing. 
Sure. So well, your best player on defense is Darius Slay. Right. By far. Darius Slay is your best defensive player, and he was not in that game. Right. And that was a big loss for the Lions to not have him in that game. But we talked about this on the postgame show is that it went uh, – the. The problems were more than just Darius Slay's absence. It wasn't just that they didn't have Darius Slay. It was that they didn't have an answer on defense really at all. I mean, you talked about a couple of those uh, those defensive plays, just guys being out of position most likely. Uh, of course, we don't know what their assignments are, right. but we can kind of look at it and say, okay, what's going on here? Uh, but but what were the issues in that game for you? Well, for, again, to me, and we said to Tory. The pass rush is tied in. The uh, secondary's best asset is a great pass rush or a good pass rush. And, again, no pressure on Mitchell Trubisky. He was able to sit back there all day long. And, again, when you do that, even if you're in position as a defensive back, those long routes are going to break open. So even if those guys were in position, when you got a quarterback that can sit back there five, six seconds, six, seven seconds, and look the field and scan the whole field, that's going to cause problems. So, again, the rush wasn't there. So that snowballed into the coverage not being there. So, again, and then once that started happening, once Mitchell started stretching the pocket, then, of course, what started happening, they started getting a consistent run game against us. So it's just, again, once one area lets you down, then it just becomes a snowball effect, and you know that other area eventually is going to suffer, and that's what happens to the defense. So we're missing Ziggy. Ziggy was there. But we're missing Ziggy because Ziggy hadn't been in and, you know, he doesn't have any rhythm. And, you know, so we're missing him. Unlike looking at Chicago rushing against us and Matthew moving around in the pocket and Matthew feeling pressure when it wasn't there sometime. You could see he was speeding up with his mechanics even when pressure was there. That's because they applied so much to him. So just a, you could see the big difference, Tori, between the two teams and the last thing I'll say about this, the one other point I brought up, every time Chicago made tackles, it was tacklers around there. They gang tackled. Mm-hmm. Anytime we did it, think about it. If one guy missed the tackle with us, the guy was gone. If one guy misses a tackle with Chicago, you got two, three other guys there to help out. We got to start getting to the ball as a defense and game tackling guys. That's how you prevent one guy from running out of one tackle and making sure. that yards after the catch or yards after the whatever, uh, yards after contact. That's how you prevent that from happening. Well, in terms of Stafford feeling the pressure, I mean, when you take 16 sacks in two weeks between the Minnesota game and the Chicago game, can you really blame him for feeling the pressure I like can't. he is? I can't. I can't. You can't blame him. And, and you know, I, I don't blame him for speeding up. I don't blame him for thinking somebody is around him when they really aren't around him. I don't blame him for not being able to go through all his reads or being able to set his feet so he can deliver the ball where it needs to be delivered at. I mean, you can't really blame him for a lot of that. Some of it's on his shoulders, but for a lot of it, you can't blame him for a lot of that. Well, neither the offense or the defense really had a lot of production on Sunday, but – where do you think the biggest weaknesses are? I know there's a lot of frustration with the offense because they have playmakers that they should be able to use. They've got Marvin Jones Jr. They've got Kenny Galladay. They have Carrion Johnson, who 
from what we've seen, seems to be a really good young back. Right. Uh, so I get the frustration on offense there, but I think that it also makes it tough on offense when the defense can't get off the field. So yep. where does the blame, for lack of a better word, lie? I know. You're right about that, Tori. I mean, I'm just, if I just look at the Lions and just a picture of the Lions, I would just have to say up front. It just has to be up front to me. I mean, because when you have a dominant offense and defensive line, you know, they, they dominate or they dictate the game. And right now the game is being dictated to us. You know, the opposing offense is coming out and they're running their plays and dictating what they want to do. And conversely, the defense is coming out and they're controlling the line of scrimmage against us right now. So if I looked at one area, it would have to be up front right now where I think we would have to get better at before you see improvement in the team because you can't use your skill position players if, you know, if they can't complete their routes or if carry-on can't get any yards before he gets hit. You know, you just can't do much with that. And same thing up front. Jared, those linebackers, they're not effective if the guys up front aren't keeping those linemen off of them. So right now I say our problem is up front. Be a part of the pride and give the Lions that home field advantage on Sunday, November 18th, when they take on the Carolina Panthers at Ford Field. Single game tickets are on sale now at DetroitLions.com or by calling 800-745-3000. Well, let's turn the page to the Carolina mm-hmm. Panthers. I know a lot of people are ready to get that last game yes. uh, behind them, especially players. This team is, is done talking about that one. So we'll kind of look ahead as well ourselves Uh The Panthers, though, when you read a lot of the articles coming out of Carolina, they've been having a tough time getting their own pass rush going. So you could look at this as, hey, this is an opportunity for the Lions to really protect Stafford better, to get this uh, offense going, to get their playmakers involved. But the Panthers are also going to look at that as an opportunity. Hey, this is an offensive line that's given up 16 sacks in two weeks. So this could be an opportunity for them as well. You know they're looking at it that way. <laughs> I'm telling you. And, and that D-line coach is telling them to look at it that way. And I know Mario uh, Addison, their uh, real good pass rusher and real good D-lineman up there, he has to be licking his chops. And, you know, you got guys like Julius Peppers. And, you know, they got some good uh, – People on defense, Luke Keegley, Thomas Davis. So they got a good defense, at least their front uh, front six, seven. They're very, very good up front. So that's going to be a challenge right there because, again, what what we need to do, Tori, we both know, right? We need to establish the run. We don't need to subject Matthew to dropping back and getting hit and taking hits sure. early in the game. So we need to establish the run. And if we don't establish the run, that's what's going to end up happening. And it's hard on linemen. That's, that used to be the worst thing in the world as an offensive lineman, that you're behind. They know you got to throw the ball. You know you got to throw the ball. And that's it. I mean, you know, you're so limited in what you have to do. So I feel bad for the linemen. So to me, they can't put themselves in that position to where yeah. they're behind and having to throw the ball. That that's, It sounds simple, but we almost say this every week. You can't fall behind in the NFL. Yeah, I was just about to, to bring that same topic up. It's just that we've seen this team start so slow and then they just can't dig themselves out of the hole that they've 
created because then, like you said, they're having to throw the ball and the, it, the other team knows that they're throwing the ball. Yeah. And so it makes it hard uh, to really get anything on offense going when the other team knows what you're going to be doing. Uh, so that definitely is a big thing that uh, I think needs to be changed in this game against the Panthers is those first couple quarters of football. They yeah. can't they can't look like how they have the last couple of weeks where they have just had these slow starts. They really need to get out, uh, set their own pace, and not allow the other team to dictate what they're going to have right. to do the rest of the game because they've fallen behind 26 to 0. Right. And you, and you know Carolina's going to want to come here and showcase Cam Newton. They've been talking about him as a possible MVP candidate. They've been talking about Norv Turner now, his new offensive coordinator, and how he's taking Cam to this other level. So, again, they got Greg Olson, a great tight end. We have problems with tight ends. You know, so it's Christian McCaffrey, you know, is a great weapon. You know, he's almost like their Theo, like our Theo uh, for us. You know, we're a guy that you – take out the backfield and line him up wide, and they know they like to line up him against linebackers. So <clears throat> defensively, it's going to be a challenge to stop their offense, and we already talked about who they have on the defensive side of the ball. Now, I would say for the Lions, the one area I did say we improved in, and you might laugh at me, at least special teams. We only had one penalty, Tory. So special teams to me, I'll take the incremental. I'll take the small incremental okay. steps. And I'm not saying that was any fault of Coach uh, Marciano when he was here, but I did watch to see if we would be better in special teams. And it was only one penalty, which uh, from all the past games, we would have three, four penalties sure. every time we touched the ball. So that's good to see at least that part of the special teams is starting to clean up because you know how I feel about penalties, period. <laughs> oh, we know. Yes. Well, you look at what Carolina is coming from this last week. They mm-hmm. took a total beatdown against the Steelers on Thursday night football. Primetime game. Everybody's hyped up for it. And then they just get what many players have called humbled or mm-hmm. embarrassed by the Steelers on that uh, national stage. So – they really had a mini buy over the weekend. Like you talk about the Lions get with uh, Thanksgiving. They played a Thursday night game. They get a mini buy. So they've had that bad taste in their mouth, yes. and they're ready to get rid of it, I am sure. Uh, but I think the question in Carolina is, was that game an anomaly for them? Or is that kind of the weaknesses of Carolina coming to fruition and them really seeing it clearly in that game against the Steelers? So I think that that's going to be a question they're trying to answer this week. Yeah, I think, and I think it – it goes twofold for Carolina. So they could use the excuse of it was a short week. So they can kind of, in the back of their mind, they can kind of justify getting beat down like that. But, again, I do think Pittsburgh exposed some of their weaknesses. Now what they do now, they go back and they work on those weaknesses over the mini bye week to make sure they don't have those weaknesses against the Lions. So, again, that could – I think that probably – was more of a wake-up call to them than more of them, you know, saying that we took this real, real beat down. Because I think they would use that short week. Oh, we just came off this game, and it was a short Thursday night game. But the Lions just, again, that's who needs to look at that as, you know, as the beat down that it was. Because, again, so my question to you, did you expect that, Tori? 
did you expect the game to go the way it went? Between Before the Steelers the game, and the Panthers? No, no, I'm talking about even the Lions and the Bears. Did you expect it to go the way it went? I thought it would be a tough game between them, but I didn't think it would get away from the Lions right. like it did. Right, I agree 100%. You didn't think it was going to be a game like that, but again, the Lions came out and weren't prepared and really laid the egg. So, to me, they're going to have to have their antennas up really high against Carolina because I think Carolina has a lot more to prove. I think they have a lot more to prove, and we're at home. And the Lions don't want the home crowd to start turning against them either. So they need to make sure they come out with a great performance. Especially with three home games coming up here. That's going to be big. That's right. This is, this is the time of cheer. This is the holiday. <laughs> we want some cheering. We don't want booing. And Thanksgiving is such a fun game. It, 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 it would be so much better for fans go. to go into that game Thank with you. a win under their belts. And uh, the Thanksgiving game always brings good vibes no matter how the Lions are doing, at least in my opinion. But uh, definitely makes it better if the Lions are coming Absolutely, food tastes better and everything. (laughs) Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but uh, we'll see how the Lions do against the Panthers this Sunday. But before we let you go, of course, it's trivia time. Uh oh. Time for this trivia question, uh, and it is not about the Lions' upcoming opponent. We're going uh, with a little bit of news oh. from this week. Uh, the 32 NFL teams announced who their Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award nominees were this month, and we're asking you who the Lions nominee is. So who did the Lions nominate for this year's Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award? So that's based off what? I've never heard that it's so just the best person in the NFL. Off What's the field a- and on the oh, field. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good award. Though. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have that back in the day when I was in there. <laughs> I think I might have got one you, of those. You probably yeah, would have. You, you would have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, if you know the answer, tweet the answer to at Lions, and you could win a Lions prize pack. We would love to give that to you if you tweet us the right answer, and we appreciate you guys listening and tweeting us those answers uh, every week. So thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and we will uh, talk with you on the next episode.